Hey, before we kick off the episode, I'd like to let you know that nothing Sam and I say during our series on investing should be seen as investment advice. Each person has a different financial situation, and what makes sense for Sam or me might not, and probably will not, make sense for you. We are not financial advisors, and you should do your own research before making any investment. Know that all investment strategies and investments involve risk of loss, and always remember that if it sounds too good to be true, it is probably not true. Please enjoy the rest of the show. This is the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast. Your hosts, Sam Harris and Nicholas Farik, digest the most interesting, informative, and topical books, giving you their biggest insights. We expose different perspectives and tools to look at the world to make you wiser than yesterday. Hello there, and welcome to the Wiser Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Nico. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host Sam. And today, as part of our series on investing, we are talking about what is very hot right now, and that is NFTs. We'll first explain what NFTs is, and then talk about how we see them as an investment, I guess. How are you doing, Sam? Doing good. Excited for this episode. <laughs> it's a bit of a different one, because normally we, we read a book, uh, as yeah. any listener will know. But there aren't really any major books on NFTs. So this is a bit more of a listen to lots of podcasts, look at the news, try and investing in some, and uh different approach to things but just it felt like a worthy discussion as we just had the uh, bitcoin book and we're talking all about investing and it is certainly one of the areas of investment that is something that we are kind of doing at the moment mm-hmm. so we thought discussion should make sense yeah yeah i fully agree all right i'm actually late reading or working through a book that is related to nft so i'm um, i'm reading through mastering ethereum Written by Andreas Antonopoulos, mm. who is one of the OG Bitcoin dudes. And I think Gavin Wood or something, who is the author or the creator of Solidity, the programming language yeah. of the Ethereum network. Uh, so it's kind of related. Anyway, mm, um, so nice. what is an NFT? Maybe we should have read that book. But anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's very technical and yeah. it's, it's like, it's, cool. it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, like, it's, I'm having to learn how to code again, nice. uh, which is kind of fun. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm messing around with some solidity, but also a piece of news. If you're listening to this, it's been a while since we record this, but I got a new job. So I'm actually now like professionally investing in NFTs and shit. So I joined like the Bitcraft VC team. Uh, Bitcraft is a gaming focused venture capital firm that now also has a focus on the crypto side of things. So I basically invest in amongst others, NFTs on the intersection of crypto and games and blockchain and games. And I mean with that, that I might not be able to get through that book too fast. But anyway, so what are NFTs? NFTs originated on the Ethereum blockchain. So NFTs usually live on blockchains that have some kind of virtual machine or like the internet computer kind of type of thing. So a lot of them are called, so you have Cardano has NFTs, Solana has NFTs, Ethereum has the first one to, was the first one to have NFTs. And an NFT is basically a digital representation of an asset on the blockchain. And the unique thing about it is that you have provable ownership and also provable scarcity of these types of assets, which would mean that if I have, let's say, a piece of art NFT and I send that to Sam, then I would not have it anymore. I would not be able to prove that I own that NFT on the blockchain and Sam would be able to. So there's only one instance of each NFT. Maybe I should explain what NFT stands for. NFT stands for non-fungible token. And so the difference between an NFT and and so a non-fungible token and a fungible token is that a fungible token is that there's no difference between one Bitcoin and the next. 
So if I have two Bitcoins and I send Sam one, it doesn't really matter which one it is. Like each Bitcoin is unique. It's a bit like a dollar bill. An NFT is non-fungible, which means that there is a difference, right? If I have two NFTs and I send Sam one, like it's going to be clear which of my NFTs I sent. So there's a difference between them. Yeah, I think that's like the very basis of it. So basically, NFTs currently represent a bunch of things, but these things, so if an NFT represents a piece of art, which is usually a picture, this actually doesn't mean that the picture lives on the blockchain. So the picture is usually not stored on the blockchain. The NFT is actually just a pointer with an URL to that picture that lives on another storage system, which is usually the interplanetary file system. Again, this is another blockchain that is used to store stuff. And so your NFT is actually more of a deed. It's like uh, a bit like if you decide to buy a house, what you do is you go to the notary and the notary keeps track of who owns what houses. And so this is very similar to the way that NFTs and blockchains keep track of who owns what. It is a public ledger and everyone can see that you own an NFT or you don't own an NFT. Does that make sense, Sam? Yeah, I sort of about my understanding of it pretty much. Especially when you kind of come to technical terms like non-fungible, it's sort of, I don't know, I always am bad at learning new words for things. Like I'm kind of dyslexic and shit at languages. And uh, suddenly that was like an issue I had with the whole Taleb series of like, just constantly like new terms of things. But like fungibility, <laughs> yeah. just like, it basically means something to do with like replicability or something. And it was nice to sort of be like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because I kind of knew mm. what it was, but then like keep on forgetting. Yeah. Because apparently I'm really stupid. So lovely explanation. No, You're definitely not, not stupid. <laughs> I have gifts in many areas and some of them <laughs> do not include uh, <laughs> what words Complex mean. words. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. So, uh, so maybe we should not talk about the different kinds of NFTs that there are. So, or maybe the history of NFTs. So the first NFTs that existed, at least on the Ethereum network. So you had like in Bitcoin, you had like colored coins, which were like, which made Bitcoin into non-fungible Bitcoins, basically, where you could have a coin that has some kind of history. And so that could then be used, for example, to do, let's say you could prove that one Bitcoin was harvested with clean energy and another Bitcoin, when I said harvested, I meant mined, would have been mined with non-clean energy for example that would be a, a useful way to differentiate between bitcoins so that was the first like ideation b between that but didn't get too popular but the first nfts on the ethereum blockchain were actually crypto punks and crypto punks were a collection of ten thousand pictures of generated so ai generated or randomized yeah little little pictures so i I recommend you to Google CryptoPunks and you'll see they're like these little characters and I think they're like 28 on 28 bits or, or, or pixels. They're not very accurate or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. They're like these sort of pretty dodgy looking faces and things. But yeah. I kind of love how shit they are because of they've become like the OG of NFTs and so like they're the ones like because they're just from the first. If you have one, you're like, I was the first person in on NFTs and they've become like the most valuable thing and people yeah. put them as a Twitter thing and people are paying, like, I think the most expensive one to date was like five and a half million or something and someone rejected selling one for seven and a half million like last week or something and it's just so ridiculous because they're so shit and you're like no one would have this as a piece of art <laughs> technically speaking apart from like I guess art's all perspective and things mm -hmm. and um, it's just like kind of like a sign of who you are and what you're into. And I mean, if I talk to people about Nico now, like it's generally like, oh yeah, my mate does these things. He's got a crypto park. Like, oh wow, he's really cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, but it's just great that yeah, there's crap. Whereas if it's like really, really nice art, it was sort of, 
it would sort of make more sense somehow, but it kind of amplifies the point that it is kind of purely about like the whole sort of perception around something rather than the study mm-hmm. of the uh, skill of the art, which um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it kind of almost helps me understand entities a bit more that it is so shit. <laughs> yeah, I think we can go more in depth into like investing in it and, and mm. how you can see that. But first, maybe let's quickly touch upon the different types, very broadly speaking, of NFTs. So the first type of NFTs are like the CryptoPunks and they're like the profile pick collections. Mm. So you have tons of them. So you had the CryptoPunks were first. You also have Board A Yacht Club, which you might know, B-A-Y-C, I think. Yeah. Um, and so these are actually made to be used as a profile picture in, for example, on Twitter or in WhatsApp or whatever. And there are these avatars and they usually have like different rarities. So you'll have different types. So for example, in the CryptoPunks, you have, I think of the 10,000, there's like, I don't know, 8,000 humans. Then you have like some monkeys, you have some zombies and some aliens. And so there's different rarities. So I think there are in total, there are only nine aliens. These are like super coveted. And I think if you'd want to buy an alien punk now, you'd probably pay more than 10 million. Pretty sure. Mm. But anyway, so these are profile pick collections and you have a ton of them. And next there's art. So there's quite a lot of NFT art right now. Beeple was one of the most famous ones and his piece, like his 5,000 days or something, is still considered the highest or the most valuable piece of or NFT sold. And that was sold for 69 million. By Sotheby's, I believe, uh, in the beginning of 2021. And so he's very famous in the space. There's art NFTs. And then third, there's game NFTs. So game NFTs are so non-fungible tokens used in games, in video games. And so examples of that are Axie Infinity. So Axie Infinity is a game that's been blowing up. It has like 2 million monthly active users or even daily active users. And so it's like a Pokemon-like game where users use these little creatures to fight against each other. So it's like a three creatures versus three creatures. And each of these creatures are an NFT. So their own entity, they have their own history. Uh, You can do different stuff with them. And so these are video game NFTs or rather broad category. And then finally, there's collectible NFTs. Collectible NFTs are like access cards or stuff like that. And these usually are like very limited in supply and they give you some kind of reward in the future. There's like founder coins that a lot of projects do where there's only 100 founder coins. And if that project blows up, the people that own these founder coins will get special privileges and special access, etc. And so these are also broad type of NFTs. And there are like, you'll find NFTs that do not fit within these categories. But I think with this, we cover like 95% of, of the NFTs out there. Yeah. So yeah, any comments? Yeah, then profile pick versus just like a normal art thing. It's still kind of like the same domain. It's just that like the actual artwork is sort of a bit more specific for a profile pick, I guess. And then, so things like there's a guy that did an NFT for his podcast so that you could take five minutes of spot on any show that you wanted and you can like hold it for um years if you want if you think that he's going to grow in popularity mm-hmm. you can sell it for advertising you can use it to promote yourself you can use it to have a chat with him you could split it into mm-hmm. two and two people could have a chat with him kind of thing which one would that fall into that is a social token and so social tokens you have two types of social tokens, very broadly speaking again. So you have NFT tokens. And so that would mean, for example, let's say that we would issue 100 OG wiser than yesterday tokens. Mm-hmm. And these would not be divisible. So an NFT is usually not divisible. They can be fractionalized, which is something completely different, but they're usually not divisible. So you cannot have theoretically split yeah, them into. Yeah. 
And so that's something we can do. And we could then, for example, each owner or each holder of a Wiser Than Yesterday token or OG token would then, for example, be able to you know send us questions, vote on the topics that we just dis- yeah. that we, we would dis- uh, discuss. Maybe maybe we do that get- with a hundred, but like we release ten this year and then like ten next year or something. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're relatively free in doing that, uh, but I think. And so wait, so that's the first one. So that would be like a non-fungible token. The next one would be, for example, fungible tokens. And so that would be that we issue like a wiser pot token and we issue, let's say, 10,000. And we would sell them for $1 each, right? And if people would buy them, then we would get $10,000 that we could use to invest in marketing. And what they would get is these 10,000 tokens, which they could use for a bunch of reasons or a bunch of things they could uh, either you know use it to vote as well but we could also do some revenue sharing for example mm. so let's say that every ad that we do on this podcast 10 percent of the ad revenue would go and it would be split amongst the token holders so that would be mm. a way to invest in creators that you believe in and so these are, are broadly speaking social tokens so they can be nfts so nft social tokens or they could be fungible ones uh, like usually they're erc20 or something yeah some other okay cool I don't feel like that covered the original question of the podcast uh, time slot. Yeah, so the the time slot would mean that, for example, every token holder would, uh, let's say, once a year, be able to have a five-minute time slot to Mm. like say whatever they want. Or yeah, but that's that's different if every token holder has that because like the one that he did was like it gets burnt the first time it gets used, and also we haven't spoken about things being burnt either. Yeah, Um, but yeah, that was like a this is a five-minute time slot. It'll get. Basically, you send it to me, I'll burn it, and then you get, you book in your date kind of thing. Yeah, that's indeed. So that's another uh, type. So these are indeed also NFTs, and that's also something you could do where this token, this NFT, is basically a ticket to be able yeah. to do something. And the moment you use it for that purpose, then it gets destroyed. Cool. Glad I asked further, and I was a bit worried that I was being stupid. I'm like, I don't think I've quite had the answer that I was looking for. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, you're um, right. I, I didn't understand. Cool. What I really liked was the an NFT is not divisible but it can be fractionalized i'm like this is the same words what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) i'm not very good with words nico (laughs) yeah 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 so basically you want me to 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 talk about that yeah even though i kind of know what you mean but it's just like it's sort of silly and i kind of want it as a quote on my t-shirt or something of just like Uh, no but it's i think i think it's very good to talk about this because Mm. this this is for me one of the strengths of an nft it's one of the cool things you can do with them and so an nft is not divisible which means that i mean you cannot split an nft in two and then like bring them together again so that for the moment with current technology is not possible what is possible is that you lock up the nft inside some kind of contract and Mm. you can kind of issue new tokens that split ownership of that nft okay let's say that i needed money for example right yeah and i have a crypto punk and today the price of one crypto punk is about four hundred thousand dollars or something let's say that i needed some money to buy a house what i could do is i could put my crypto punk in a vault i could issue let's say 10 million tokens like punk tokens whatever mm. i would keep half and i would sell the remainder half for a total of two hundred thousand dollars right yeah which would be fair. And then that way you could actually participate and you could, if my punk would become worth more, you would actually profit because your fractional ownership in that punk would also increase. Mm. But this is something that is not necessarily built in into NFTs. So yeah, in this sure. case, you can actually, because I could also fractionalize my whole NFT connection. So I have like about, I don't know, 60 NFTs. Like mm. I could put them like in one vault and then fractionalize that. That's also possible. Yeah, um, nice. But it's not yet fully built in into um, the, the technology. The same way, like, most shares you can't like 
you have to buy a share in a company, but you can buy percentages of a share if you're using a trading platform that like allows you to do that and just sort of goes, okay, you want to put 50 quid in, even though the share price is 500, you can still buy 50 quid worth of Tesla, etc. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think fractional ownership makes it more accessible, yeah. but also, you know, it poses some questions, right? For example, let's say that my CryptoPunk, I divide it, right? I fractionalize it. At that point, I don't really fully own the CryptoPunk. So am I allowed to use it as my, to show off? Yeah, yeah. Or as in, let's say you only sell like one share for like $10 worth of that CryptoPunk and, and something and you have like all the rest of it. Can that person still use it as their like profile photo because they technically own some of it? Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, same question really could be asked. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I I mean let's does. say you invest £10 in Tesla, you're still an investor in Tesla, aren't you? Yes, but let's say we, um, an in-game item, for example. Yeah. Okay, you can't use the sword kind of thing. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that kind of makes, means the item completely pointless, surely. If it's Not like necessarily. Any, you could, you could have like a timesharing thing. Yeah, yeah. If like, like in a year, it's going to be an even more valuable item. It's no, no, no. Like a timeshare. Oh, right. Yeah, like... okay. So you're allowed to use it for one hour a day, the other person. And exactly. it's not the same hours. Exactly. So this type like all of this stuff is still possible. Yeah. You should, listener, you should realize that like right now, this shit is being figured out and experimented with. And so you have like tons of things that you can do. So, I mean, another possibility would be that you can rent it out. So yeah. let's say that you and I both own a very expensive sword that can be used in a game. And so because we're both not even full owners, we're not entitled to use it whenever we want. But what mm. we can do is we can put it out for renting. So people would rent yeah. usage. And so that way that I could also rent it and then I would pay you and, yeah, and sure. indirectly also pay myself. So I would pay less. So that stuff is also something that could happen. Nice. Has anyone ever NFT'd a house? A physical real world house? Yeah, because people do do the kind of thing where like they'll buy it between a few people and then like, they can timeshare it between each other and stuff when it's like in a nice place and things. I think there's a lot of tokenization of real estate going on. I remember yeah. uh, being at some crypto conferences years ago and there were, there was already talk about that. And in crypto, things move quite fast. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident that's definitely yeah, already happened. Yeah, you feel like someone would have done it just to be the first person to have done it by now. Yeah, and I think it also makes a lot of sense, makes yeah. things way more accessible. Again, this technology, every day I'm more convinced, is going to change the world and is going to change everything. If you believe, like I do, in a metaverse, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk about the metaverse. The metaverse is going to be built on top of blockchains and crypto and shared mm. ownership. So, yeah. So, are you going to, like, maybe convert some more of your Bitcoin into Ethereum? Yeah, that's a good question. So, maybe we should talk about NFTs as investments, and then we can I can explain yeah. how I think about this. Sure. Um, so, basically... So what gives value to an NFT, right? I think that that is the main question that everyone's like trying to wrap their head around. And so yeah. uh, for the CryptoPunk, for example, the reason I bought it was I subscribed to a future where, you know, the metaverse is going to be like everyone's going to be spending time there and I'm going to be able to show off my CryptoPunk in the metaverse in five years. And soon I'll be able to show off my verified CryptoPunk on Twitter as well. That's something nice. that they're integrating. And so for me... Um, oh, cool. Like, is in like Twitter will actually let you give like a verified thing on it. Exactly. Like anyone can just put a CryptoPunk on there right now. And exactly. Like, cool, I'm an OG. And exactly. So everyone could use the picture of my CryptoPunk as their profile picture right now. Yeah. But uh, Twitter nice. is now, and I think it's, it's a huge move, right? They're actually looking to have it verified so I could verify it. And yeah. I'm the only one who can verify it because I own the keys to the wallet that owns that CryptoPunk. 
And so they're doing that. And so, so this is going to be... That's like a specific CryptoPunk integration? Or are they just going to have like an NFT integration so you can put the address of your NFT and it will just verify if that photo is the NFT's one kind of thing? I expect they're going to have like the main profile pick projects first. Yeah, yeah. So CryptoPunks will be the first for sure. Boarded Yacht Club probably as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a bunch that are going to be first. But in the future, I think it's going to be automatic. So you'll be able to use any any NFT as your profile pick. Um, and the, the verification is going to be fairly automatic. Nice. And so, for example, there's already this technology. Some NFTs are also some kind of access tokens that give you access to like very selective clubs. Mm. So, for example, there is a CryptoPunk Discord server that actually has... So basically, Discord servers can now check whether you sign that you own a wallet. And so they know whether you own a certain asset or not. Yeah. That means that you can have like, yeah, so the ownership of an NFT can actually decide whether you can get into these types of clubs or not. Definitely adds value to it. Exactly. Anyway, so... so you're in the uh, OG um, CryptoPunk Discord then? Yes, but not, I mean, yeah, I don't... Is really... it any good? Are the people idiots? Because <laughs> you feel like you're going to have like most of the whales that exist in there because if they have so much Bitcoin that they could just like splash half a million on one just to be like, I have a CryptoPunk. So that's my investment thesis after buying this, this CryptoPunk specifically, right? Yeah. So because I figured in the metaverse, these are going to be like give insane bragging rights and yeah. especially the CryptoPunks because they were first. Big that's time. the only thing that makes them special. And the fact that now like NFTs, like CryptoPunks will always be the OG NFT. Always. Yeah. This is not going away. And NFTs are going to get more and more important. I believe that. And that's why I think that CryptoPunks are a fantastic way like to speculate on the growth of this NFT. Yeah. NFT thing of the um of your colleagues in the Bitcraft, how many of them have CryptoPunks? Are you like the OG one because you have one, or do they all have? No, one? I have one, and there's one guy who has a few, uh, a and few. he's like a few. Yeah, he's like super OG. Like, yeah, like, that guy is insane. Anyway, so so that guy's he's insane. He has he has a few. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a rare one either. Like it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Like if he told me like, that he had an alien, I'd be like, what the hell? That's insane. And this doesn't really surprise me. Like, I Is can there a Discord server it. just for the people with aliens? I don't think so, because there are only nine. And I, I think most of them are anonymous. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, this stuff, again, yeah, yeah. like, it's, it's yeah, scary. I mean, you know? If people know that you have one and it's worth, like, that much money, it's sort of like, you start to get a bit worried about going out on the street and things. And for, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Maybe you'll be coming back in a year's time to, like, delete this recording and be like, cool, I wish I had a CryptoPunk at every single point in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, this is not financial advice, but I believe that my CryptoPunk will be worth, let's say, millions in a few years. Yeah, it's almost half a million now, and I'm 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 very confident that's going to be worth millions. So I was a relatively early investor in Ether, and I'm actually now interested in perhaps getting another one because the the NFT market and the valuations have like go come down a bit. If I look at the cheapest for sale, it's currently 94 Ether, which yeah. is. 390 US dollar and turn in 90,000 US dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um and so I might look into getting um another another one. Yeah. But um I don't plan on selling my NFT. Yeah. Ever. My my CryptoPunk ever because like I've already identified with it, right? I use it on yeah. Twitter as my profile pic. I have it in a few other apps as my profile pic. I love it. It I think it's also very aesthetic. Like I chose yeah. one that I, you know, liked looking at. I'm very proud of it and so I I don't plan on ever selling it. So um Maybe he get facial reconstruction surgeon jury just to exactly. look like exactly. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that identifying yeah. is, uh, you know, people go for like the he, him, she, her, you can go for like crypto punk. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, but these are the CryptoPunks, right? And then there's a lot of people who... And so the way I try to focus on you know buying NFTs is one, I try to focus on stuff that I like and I wouldn't mind holding or I wouldn't mind it going to zero just because I like looking at it, right? Because I also yeah. have, a, I have a gallery. I've showed it to you, Sam. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's like on cyber.io slash N-O-F-O-R if you want to check it out. And there you can see most of my, my NFTs, the ones I like, and I've just put them up for display there. So you can go and have a look, walk around, see all the, all the NFTs I have. So there's a few profile pics collections in there. I have like a pudgy penguin. I have like a mutant ape and a few others. But most of it is actually art. So um, if you had told me last year that I would be investing thousands of dollars in art, I would have laughed you away. But this is what I'm doing right now. So that's the second big pillar of NFTs right now is art. Mm. And so you, broadly speaking, have two types. You have original art that is designed by an artist. For example, Beeple, he makes, he designs stuff. He has like a software and he designs like an image or a GIF or whatever. And he sells that as an NFT. Uh, but you also now have generative art. And generative art is something really interesting. So what the artist does is they don't really make the art, but they make an algorithm that will create the art on the moment that it is minted. And I think that's really fascinating. And so Artblocks, Artblocks is a platform, it's a website where you can go to and they basically sell generative art. And so you can buy an NFT. And so the moment you buy an NFT, it is actually only at that moment it is created. And that NFT will be fully unique and it's going to look different than any other NFT of that collection because it's based on you buying that NFT at that exact time, which is a unique occurrence. For these, you also have a bunch of very high-profile collections. So I think one of the first generative art NFTs is called Chromie Squiggles. So you can Chromie Squiggles, you can Google that. They look really funny. They look weird. They don't really look like art, but uh, I think the cheapest one right now is like 30K. Uh, and there's also 10,000 of them. They're very, very wanted. And yeah, highly priced, highly valued. And they're just, again, they're there because they're first. But I think the generative space is, uh, is pretty cool. And that's where I, I spend a lot of time looking. Things that I like. I think so you plan to like double the size of your gallery and keep on just sort of investing in NFTs for yeah. long term or like holding a bit more besides so, the CryptoPunk edition? Yeah. I've now like deployed I would say sixty percent of the ETH that I had. But oh, I, wow. I look at I look at NFTs as a high beta play on Ethereum. Yeah. Which means that if the price of Ethereum goes up, then the price of your NFTs if you select the good ones, the right ones, yeah, will go yeah. up even more. Let's say that the cheapest CryptoPunk right now is 100 ETH. If Ethereum goes to 10K one per Ethereum, then that CryptoPunk would be worth a million. But I think that if Ethereum ever goes to 10K, I think the CryptoPunk will also be, let's say, 200 ETH. That would be a beta of two. Yeah, so, so it's, it's a theory though. It's definitely a bet. Because of, yeah, yeah, you yeah, could that's, say that's, the opposite that's... of being like, well, this CryptoPunk's worth half a million. ETH is now worth like 10 times more than it was, mm. but like also anyone has spent half a million in pounds on a crypto bank, so it doesn't go up at all. Yeah. But it's the opposite logic. So risky, but, but cool. I believe that most NFT collections right now, yeah. uh, which are not like blue chip, and with mm. blue chip, I mean like ones that are very popular that have done something unique the first time and or very well known, have a very strong community behind them. I think most of those will lose value in compared to ETH. But I think that a few, like the CryptoPunks, like some of the generative, original generative arts, they will do great things. I mean, they will become more valuable uh, as, as time goes on, compared to ETH even. Yeah, so are there any other ways to know what will be valuable and what won't? Um, 
It's very hard. Usually it depends on a few factors. So, I mean, there's there's a shit ton of like cash grabs right now, right now. There's a lot of people who are, you know, trying to jump on the bandwagon and are trying to flip. So basically they'll buy, uh, they'll mint an NFT. So basically an NFT is created by minting it. Uh, and minting it means that you create it from a smart contract. And so a lot of people mint an NFT and then try to sell it for a profit immediately. And that usually means that the success of that NFT, like if a lot of people do that, it's not very good because everyone's trying to get rid of their mints and this is not very good for the value of, of that project. And so I usually look at like either a very great, like a great community and like a, a team that created the NFT that plans on doing more with it than just having it exist initially. So for example, the uh, the people behind the Board Ape Yacht Club, so Board Apes, they sold them for, let's say, I don't know, 0.1 Ether, which probably was like $200 at the time. And so a board ape now is like has like a floor, floor price of 30 Ether, which is like, let's say, 100K dollars. That's probably more. Anyway, so what they did is they initially launched the board apes and then they had like the board ape owners had the possibility to like merge something with their board ape that would create two new apes, which were then instead of the board apes, they would be the mutant apes. So basically for every board ape, you could make two mutant apes, which had characteristics of your board ape. And so when that stuff happened, suddenly like the price started going up of these board apes because they actually have some utility. There's like a community. It's like almost a game. And so mm. the more stuff around a project, I think, the higher its potential future value. Yeah, yeah, it's in a few that like you can create even more from like spawning them. Mm. Similar to like the whole Axie Infinity spawning things from your NFT animals and things. Yeah. Have you got any further thoughts on Axie Infinity? Since I'm not sure we, we haven't really discussed this. You've discussed this loads in your other podcast. If anybody wants to go listen to um, a podcast all about gaming and blockchain, do you know the name, Sam? Mastering the Matter. No. The podcast is called the Metacast. So if you look for the Metacast, then you, then you'll find it. It's the, our our newsletter is called Master the Meta. Yeah. Uh, so you're not completely wrong. Always. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, we can go into Axie Infinity, and but I think that's more the, on the gaming side than on yeah, the NFT yeah. side, right? Yeah, um, there are NFTs involved, I guess. And... Yeah, that's true. I think it's going to take us pretty long here. Yeah, uh, feel no free worries. to listen to a discussion in the Metacast. But in general, I think there's a lot of potential in NFTs for games as well. So this, you know, I talked about the board Aid Yacht Club, mm-hmm. where you could turn your one ape into two extra apes. So you had three apes at the end, right? And so this stuff is also happening in games. So in games, you know, they NFTs give utility. We already discussed if you own like a legendary sword, uh, you could use that to, you know, you're, you're one of the few that have that. And this would give you perhaps an advantage when you're battling with other players because your sword is more expensive and has better properties and stuff like that. I can also imagine a world where like skins of guns, for example, or of, of avatars would be NFTs where you could actually, instead of just having them in the game. So for example, I own a shit ton of skins in Call of Duty because I played the game for a long time. I played it many hours and I have a bunch of skins there, but I don't play Call of Duty anymore. And so now my skins are basically on my account in the database of Activision Blizzard um, doing nothing. And I can imagine a world where most of these aesthetic items would actually be NFTs and I would actually be able to sell them to someone else who would be playing the game. And that way, like, I would be willing to pay more for these skins because I know that they would have resale value. And so in that way, we're also seeing the gaming world change, right? Because this is all about digital items, digital ownership, and some really interesting stuff uh, Stuff is going on there. Yeah, cool. Um, I was wondering about, like, whether we should discuss where this fits in your whole, like, 
investing thesis if that's i guess mm. it's gonna be like our maybe our roundup episode is like okay we've discussed like stock investing angel investing yeah. crypto types of things and then sort of how to go about allocating these things because this is definitely on the riskier side absolutely but depending on your age and and profile yeah. it makes a lot of sense yeah so one of the interesting things of nfts is that they're super illiquid so basically, mm. you should not buy an NFT if you might need the money that you put in it soon. Because NFTs are not, like, there's not always a market open. There's not always someone willing to buy. Like, you have to put up your NFT for sale, and then you have to hope that someone is willing to pay the price that you ask. And so this creates some very dangerous mechanics, and this is also why I think you'll see that most or, or good NFTs have, like, a positive beta, as we call it. So, like, they have high, higher variabilities because... If the price starts going up, people get excited. There's not a lot of supply, right? If there's only 1,000 or 10,000 CryptoPunks and people start buying them up, you'll see yeah. the price increase super fast. And But the same on the downside. If interest falls and people need to get rid or need money and they want to sell their CryptoPunks, and if people just see like the, the floor price, which is the price of the lowest CryptoPunk in, in a collection, if they see that drop, they're just going to wait. They don't have to buy at that time. And so you'll see like some very high variability. And so... Make sure if you buy an NFT that you know that you don't need the money anytime soon, the money that you put in there. Mm. And then your your second question was like, where does it fit within an investment strategy, right? A global investment strategy. My view is, uh, I think you should be diversified. And I think this is a super risky play. If my friends come to me and they're young and they they earn quite a lot of money um, and they're willing to, you know, they're looking to invest some money that they have on the side that they won't need because they're earning a lot of money and they're already paying off their house, etc. I tell them that if they are investing for, let's say, their kids or their own retirement, I would dare to go pretty heavy in the crypto world because I think mm. the crypto world is pretty risky, but I, th I think it's going to change everything. And so I tell them, like, it's okay to of your investable money to put, like, let's say, 50% in stocks, and I would go, like, 50% in crypto. That This is on the high end, right? Mm. A very high end. And this is also not of your net worth or not of your investable assets. This is of the assets that you choose to put to risky use, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so... If you're investing in crypto, I think it's probably still the safest to take like three quarters and put it into Bitcoin. Mm. Because of the increasing value of ETH and my punk, for example, um, my Bitcoin's probably now half of my crypto worth. Wow. Um, that means I can kind of work out sort of your net worth, which is cool. Yeah. Anyway, so it's still quite risky. So I would always yeah, recommend yeah. if you invest three quarters in Bitcoin and then one quarter in ETH. And from that ETH, I would probably do like half in NFTs. And let's say that's resulting number, that's small, relatively small number that we end up with. Let's say it's a thousand bucks, right? At that point, I would probably recommend to get fractional ownership of one of the blue chip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, blue chip NFTs. like searching around like cheap NFTs, trying to work out what may or may not be valuable seems a bit silly if I could just buy yeah. a thousand pounds worth of someone's crypto punk. And, exactly. Um, I feel like, yeah, in five years' time, that will be worth something. Whereas, like, all these random things, that, like, there's just so many new projects where you can buy some cheap things, but, like, yeah. they're kind of shit. The problem is that you can buy them cheap, but there's always yeah. these gas costs, these transaction costs. And especially in the Ethereum blockchain right now, it's easily, uh, like, $50 or euros or pounds or more. Like, I've paid hundreds of pounds 
in transaction fees on single purchases because I was in yeah. Gas Wars. And this is why I think for talking about, let's say you're willing to invest less than 50K into NFTs, I would probably seriously look at fractional ownership of one blue chip NFT. And I think the, the most blue chip there are are probably CryptoPunks. What you could also consider is going for like a more diversified vault. So they could have multiple CryptoPunks, but they also could have some OG, you know, NFT arts. For example, Fidenzas are pretty cool. There's Ringers, which are cool. Uh, and there's a bunch more. Um, so that's definitely something uh, you can you can look into. Oh, nice. Again, all not financial advice, but uh, yeah, th yeah, that's that's how I look at it. In terms of like the risk issue, like, yeah, someone has got like a big salary and sort of has all their savings and things. And I'm like, so I've been on like 2K a month for the past year. It wasn't even on a salary the year before that. And I've basically been putting my entire salary into half startups and half, <laughs> half crypto <laughs> because of, I have a high risk profile when it comes to yeah. life. And um, yeah basically it's living off savings i'm like well savings earn fuck all and um it's true it seemed like more sensible to put to be converting my savings into something that was useful really although yeah. i then can't actually access any of my startup things because that's not liquid and then like crypto i don't really want to be ever taking out because of um then fucking with what's going to happen in the next five years mm. so i'm looking forward to maybe having a better wage sometime soon <laughs> or getting a better loan because of also like i mean i have a mortgage but i paid off three quarters of it or something and i'm like well why don't i not <laughs> go back to having like an 80 percent mortgage on the value of my flat because that way i'd have lots of cash and that would be great mm. so we'll see what's happening yeah but in general i think you're in a, in a good position right because you don't have kids yeah yeah uh, i'm pretty flexible. flexible to do what the fuck i want you, you could you could probably go live in a tent for a while if, if you I had could. right um <laughs> I, and i might <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, again, every situation is different. So that's why you should definitely take our recommendations with a grain of salt because we're both, you know, still young, very free, not a lot of debt. So yeah, mm. anyway. Yeah, th those are NFTs. If, I mean, if you have more questions, you can also listen to the Metacost. I talk quite a lot about NFTs there, but more specifically about gaming. And yeah, I mean, if you have questions or something, um, always happy to talk about this. You can always reach out on like Twitter or... So my Twitter handle is Nico Vreke. You'll find me. If you see CryptoPunk icon, that, that's probably me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I was going to ask you to rate, but uh, I mean, there's no book to rate, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that rounds up this episode. Uh, I'll give like Nico's uh, explanation of things a 7 out of 10. I got a bit bored sometimes. I did get distracted sure. to make it some NFTs sometimes. And you asked me, Sam, what did you think? And I was like, I, um, I think you had a good answer there. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, at least I know you have ADHD, so um, yeah. I won't take it too personally. Yeah, it's, it's such a good excuse now. It's being an idiot. Yeah. Um, but also, it does mean I should be a bit more concerned about, yeah, how I do yeah. things. And <laughs> anyway, so the next book we're going to be discussing is going to be Angel by what is his name? Jason, Jason Calacanis. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Calacanis. I, I really like it already. I've, I've started. It's pretty great. So cool. pretty so inspiring. You're be getting more into angel things. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll see the next, uh, next episode then when we discuss the book. When I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All yeah, right. So see. listener, thanks a lot for listening. I mean, learn about NFTs. I think that's probably the best thing you can take away from this dive in. I think three thing, this crypto thing, it's going to change the world. Mm. Um, and NFTs are going to be a big part of this. Um, yeah, and definitely for developer. Exactly. Like learn, learn some web three and you probably like, yeah, yeah. Salary or maybe exactly. increase it and get new stuff in the future. Exactly. Or, or you'll be able to get exposure to projects which have like a, a thousand X potential. Yeah. It's really insane out there. I mean, there's going to be a crash. 
for sure. But yeah, I think it's still the future. I mean, it's like the dot com, right? It's like, um, oh, you know, web development in 1995 uh, or 1998, let's say. I mean, it might be super hot. It might crash, but this stuff is going to be useful for the next decades anyway. So um, probably good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, listener, for listening. Next episode, you'll hear us discussing Angel. And until then, hope you have a great time. Look at the NFTs, learn. And uh, yeah, see you then. Cheers. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, feel free to give us a rating and share with your friends. If you'd like to ask us a question or give us a comment, feel free to join us on Reason. Reason is Sam's startup that is building a social podcasting app. It is a place where Sam and I listen to podcasts and share ideas and insights. It'd be great if you would hang out with us there. Thanks again and speak to you in the next episode. Cheers.